Welcome to Going Legit with Rachel Dorsey. This podcast lifts the veil on entrepreneurship at every stage across industries. Right now, during this time of the coronavirus outbreak and spread, we're shifting focus of this podcast to dive deeply, not so much into how a business is thriving and growing, but how small businesses are pivoting to survive. You're listening to Going Legit. Thanks for being here. So, Dev, I am so excited to be with you today. Thank you for making time to be on my podcast. Oh my gosh, I feel quite honored to be here. I feel like this is how I was introduced to you, actually, listening to your podcast. The so. the Gabriella and Samar episode? Carla. Oh, really? Our episode, yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it's and then, full circle here. <laughs> yeah. No, this is why I'm kind of like, fangirling right now oh my gosh so oh my gosh so so okay so we are just to like set the scene for folks that are listening we are several months in to this coronavirus Mm -hmm. situation like four and a half Mm -hmm. months almost five it's been you live in Oakland am I right I live in Albany okay you live in Albany Albany. yeah Mm -hmm. it's been like up down up down lockdown come out lockdown come out a little bit of a little bit of freedom get back inside it's been a lot of up and down um I'd love to hear a little bit about how your life has changed in Mm -hmm. these last few months um before COVID you might me go over like before COVID and what my plans were for the next few months. Oh my gosh. So, um, I had actually quit my design job last July and 2018 was like, I like to plan. (laughs) So 2018, I was like, okay, let me see 2018 till like July to 2019. If art and design can coexist and if I can actually jump in fine arts um, and so I, I had, uh, quit, I, it, it, with the commissions and everything that was going on, it felt like it felt really good to quit, finally quit my job and just jump into fine arts. And so summer of 2019, I thought, okay, I'll try it out for six months, see how it goes. And it, it was, you know, it was incredible. Like I was getting work and then, and then, um, my goal was, okay, if this is going to go well, I'm going to full on try to contact, um, galleries and see how it goes. And then, um, and February comes and I get, I get, uh, word from galleries in a gallery in New York, San Francisco and LA. And they were, I was supposed to have shows in May, June, and July. So it was like all these things that were my kind of a dream come true for me, especially, you know, if you would have told my, like my, my um, teenage self, if this was going to happen, it was happening. Right. And then the whole shelter in place came and all these. So I have a lot of family in, in the medical field and I had this like, when when I think when the first case was said it was transmitted through somebody that wasn't showing any signs, that's when I I had a feeling like this is way bigger than than we expected. So by that week, 
basically right even before Gavin Newsom had um, you know announced shelter in place, uh, I had a feeling like things were not going to happen. And so I got I got calls from the gallery saying like it's not you know we're not going to go through with it I'm so sorry we have to close we don't even know one gallery in New York is like I don't even know if we can stay open now, um, and I was really sad you know I'm really sad for them I hope they do they do you know stay open but I mean I was like moping around I think for like good two weeks mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and then I and then I had to and I, this is what I normally do and this is what I tell my kids like I mean especially Quinn if something bad happens you got to make two choices you know either you let it break you down or you just got to figure it out and take it one step at a time and so that's what happened I mean we're all and we're in that situation right like we we felt like we were lost too just kind of um sad about what this unknown and then um yeah and just had to figure it out and so honestly though I haven't painted for myself until just a month ago. Wow. But what got me through was the first few weeks was just making murals with my girls every day, just rolling out the, the, you know, the, the brown paper and just like taping it and just making murals every single day. And so that's what got me through. Always, always goes back to art, like the healing part of my life. Mm. So, yeah. And then all these other things started I saw your I saw your post like if you change your mindset, you know, and what you see, it's what's going to attract. Mm-hmm. I I fully this is why I feel such a connection with you because I fully believe that 100%. And so when that first two weeks just moping around just being sad for myself, my goodness. And then um you know just making that switch all these other things started happening, like connecting with little feminists, connecting with phenomenal women, connecting with tea collection, all these other all these other um, companies just wanted to work together. And, I, and I'm very selective who I work with if we're in the same mindset and morals and beliefs. And so it's been really, I think we're on the same boat. Like we want to do something. We want to create some change or, you know, in this and this was all before george floyd and everything yeah and so i feel like it was kind of like a preparation to what was going to come next Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. what an interesting perspective i mean when when you finally get to the point where like your dream the dream that you were like maybe scared to say out loud that you like wanted in your heart that you you like cut your parachute so that you could make it happen yeah and it's happening for you and then it just like dashes on the rocks like that is Like, I'm, to be frank, I'm really inspired that it, it was only two weeks of moping. You know, I could oh. imagine a scenario. I mean, you're, you're a parent, so you didn't have a lot more time than that. But no, I, can, I, didn't, I couldn't mope. <laughs> I can imagine a scenario where, like, that is just devastating to somebody. And for yeah. someone who's creative, who's, yeah. who's like, creative energy uh, propels them, like, a disappointment like that, like, yeah. really does plunge a person into... Um, you know, a bit of a dark time. Right. It's right. it's interesting to hear how you made it about your, like you found your way back to your art through your kids. Always. Yeah. 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 So I want to hear, it, um, I want to hear just, maybe I'll just say it for the folks listening. You know, 
Dev is an incredible, you are an incredible fine artist. Your work is so moving. It's so unique. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody should go and find her work and we'll tell you at the end how to do that. And I'll also tell you at the beginning. Um, but you're also doing these art classes for kids now and you're doing, uh, last night, was it last Sorry. night, um, that I missed uh, the, the crayons yeah. and cocktails with adults. Yeah. Um, where did that, where did that pivot come from? How did you decide that you were going to start offering that? Um, and, and what has it been like to, to start up something brand new in this, in this current climate? Um, I mean, honestly, I did not, I, if it wasn't for this current climate, I don't think I would have been brave enough to do this. And, and so that's another thing that I'm grateful for in a way, because I'm, so it really did start with Quinn always. When I said earlier, always, because she was trying to do a self portrait of herself. And this is when she was like four. Um, and the skin tone was so off that I started telling her like, put your, put your forearm next to your drawing and see how close it is. That's, that's really how it just started. So simple, right? And then she's like, oh, it's not the same. And so she started asking me how to do it. And at the time, Crayola just launched um, uh, like a skin tone colors, but this other company, Lakeshore Education has launched one for years and years. Um, I think everybody, parent should have that set. Um, but, but yeah, all, all we do, all we do to get her skin tone is basically, uh, just a few colors that everybody has in their Crayola, in their crayon box. And so that's really how it started. And then, so when, you know, Zoom and everything started picking up and all that stuff, my nephew in Virginia loves art. And so I started doing art classes with him and Quinn and just the two of them. And then I'm like, I was telling my sister, who's a teacher, I was like, hey, do you want to do something with me? Do you want to just offer coloring classes? And you're going to talk about color theory. And then it's kind of my way to introduce also really what it was, is that I wanted these kids to be able to, to see other skin tones and how they can achieve it with just whatever, what the, uh, a box of crayons and colored pencils. And so I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera now. And thanks to Hipline, honestly, it has a lot to do with Hipline. And then um, the the pa- the powerful thing about it is because uh, just talking to kids about how to do their hair and how to draw their hair um, curly or straight, but how to achieve it in just a few lines. And that just a few lines can represent an image or a body part, you know, and then we go deeper and how I tell them that warm colors is every it's is is within all of the kids. And so we do like yellow and pink on their cheeks. And then and I tell them that the sun is shining through every single one of them, you know, and then one of the kids last class, oh, gosh, I had to turn the camera down to my paper because I, I like I almost lost it. Um. He was like, what if you're, what if you're black? What if you're African-American? How do I get, how do I achieve, you know, my skin color um, with crayons? And I basically spent the next 15 minutes with him 
and I put him on spotlight, put myself on spotlight. And we just did, I do like a cross hatching technique and we just layer on top. And I, and we started like everybody else, the sun shining through him with brown. And then the black doesn't even go until the end, you know? Um, and I had to tell him also that, um, I just want to let you know, do you know that black is the, is the presence of all the colors in the world? Like the color of black is the presence of all the colors in the world. And so I got a few emails from parents. It's like, can you do this again? Can you keep doing this again? So me and my sister are definitely like, we love it. We're enjoying it so much. We're having such a blast doing it. And so we're definitely trying to sync our calendars. And I, I'm, I'm doing it every three classes. I think I want to do it like in a group so that there's like an end point. Um, but yeah, we've been doing a lot of self-portraits a lot. And kids are like, I don't know, see, being able to do themselves and seeing themselves in a way that's a little bit different. I think it's super empowering. But in a really fun environment, which has been, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's so good. It's just so good. You know, we are at what I hope is the beginning of the biggest social justice movement of our time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like this is this is infant. This is the infancy of the current movement. I think I think it's it's a groundswell. It's changing. People are waking up. People are speaking out. People who have never spoken out or never thought about it are are waking up. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's also a very painful thing for a lot of people. Why is it so important that we that we nurture our children to to embrace everybody? Why is it important that we use inclusive language and that we show we teach people how to represent their own tone and other people's right. skin tones and shades on paper? Like why why is that important? I just to normalize it. I feel like just to see themselves is so and and that's really why I started my Instagram is because I well I was kind of learning how to do illustration, and I couldn't find anything that represented my daughter. It was really frustrating, um, and I just started. I was I was I like to see things as I progress and how I progressed as an illustrator, um, and and all these parents of color with children of color mixed children uh, they started asking can you can you illustrate our kids like can we commission you to do this so I didn't realize like that I wasn't the only one I mean I kind of had a feeling but it was really frustrating for me that I couldn't find anybody that looked like Quinn um, represented in art in books Um, and so just to now it's 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 her world like it's not even she doesn't question it she talks about skin to- skin colors, how beautiful every shade is. Um, I, I, I think that that's where we need to start. That it, not, it doesn't, you know, just to normalize it for kids, I think, is, is when we're... Because right now, a lot of adults are so uncomfortable with it. Um, it. It's because of the way we grew up, and I totally get that. And it took a lot of unlearning for me to be able to be comfortable and just speak out. Um, and it took a while but uh, but to see how my my how Quinn is and the way she talks about race and even asking if if we have any racists in our family and being really frank about it and it empowers us as parents to be able to talk about it, you know, um, to be brave enough to be able to discuss these things with her. 
So I, I just, I think that's what, that's why it, it's my way of, you know, other people are really good about speaking out about race and how to be an anti-racist and how to teach people. But I think this is my way of showing how I could, I don't know, just help kids see it in a different light and normalize it, you know. Totally. It's like the opposite of the like colorblindness concept, yes. right? It's like yeah. there was this, there was, there was, I, I'm not going to call it a movement, but there was sort of a camp that was like, no, we don't see color. But like yes. by not seeing yeah. color, that's contributing to the problem because we do Absolutely. see color. And yeah. so not teaching children, like instead of not seeing color or being blind to it, it we're celebrating the different shades. We're celebrating right. Um, you know, hues and tones and the beauty that comes with the yeah. uniqueness of that. And I think that that's incredibly important for yeah. for our children and for the next generation, because it's like if our generation is the one that's finally talking about it in a real way, then that is the generation that has the chance to 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 take us to the next step. Right. Right. So as a mom, I know um you know, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but probably one of the most uh, life altering events of your life was when you were diagnosed with your brain tumor. Is that safe to say? It was pretty life altering. Um, I'm curious how that experience affected the way you parent and the way that you move in the world. Oh, man, I think if it that was so much unknown a lot of it I had no control over. A lot of it had a lot of waiting, you know, hearing from the doctors or when my next um, surgery was going to be. I mean, I think total I had six surgeries in one year and I still go every year to get an MRI. And last year I had two surgeries, just like upkeep, you know, um, I'm still wearing something underneath right now. Really? Because I'm still going through like, yeah, constructive, reconstructive surgeries on my mouth. Um, It's, but that one year I wasn't smiling, which was so so hard for me, right? Like, I mean, you've seen me teach class or like anything. Um, But, uh, gosh, I, it, it broke me. It broke me so much that I wanted to see Quinn go through life. Um, and so, oh gosh, I get sits, I'm getting emotional because I don't think I've talked about this in a while. Um, little things like counting her eyelashes, mm. just little things like that, mm-hmm. like on her hair, you know, on her on her face, noticing how she reads a book. Like little things like that. So these are the the things that I've really come to um, appreciate because of it. And I've also become more fearless because of that. And honestly, it's why the way I am now. Before I was so scared to fail a lot. You know, I was pretty, I mean, I'm pretty ambitious before. (laughs) But I think like if it was, if it wasn't for what happened, I would... I would never have quit my design job. I would never have jumped into fine art and started sharing everything. Um, it, it really did rock me to the core. Uh, and, and art was, again, part of my healing. Again, part of my healing. So I just, I didn't, 
um, I didn't realize how much I needed that in my life. And it, it did, it just everything from my friendships to everything as a mother. Like I, I make sure to ask my friends how they're doing and I make sure to remember what we talked about last time and we'll ask them about it next time. You know, these are the kind of things that, that I did learn from it. I thought I was good at it <laughs> before, but I definitely, because there were so many quiet times that I had to spend by myself, just sitting on the bed and trying to entertain myself. And, you know, there's only so much TV you could watch, but then just starting painting and then just starting to write things in the journal just really made me think about a lot more things and appreciate things more. So yeah, parenting, you know, every morning I wake up super early with my kids and then we go biking or go to the beach. It it takes forever to get them out the door. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so much work. It's so much work. I feel like I'm just moving, moving like just moving honey yeah. through the door. <laughs> but it's so worth it. Oh man, it's so worth it. Yeah. So I don't I know. I hope I answered your question. Absolutely. That really um Ooh, I, <laughs> I haven't thought about that yeah. in a while. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. when you confront your own mortality at yeah. such a young age, when yeah. you're at the, when you have so much responsibility and when you have right. small lives in your care mm-hmm. or any time really, like it really highlights what's important. Yeah. And, um, you know, my wish is that nobody has to experience that. Absolutely. But yeah. some people do. Yeah. And, you know, however they react to it, however they deal with it, however they make it through is really a miracle, you know? Right. Um, when a person's able to come out the other side with a alive, you know, with a sense of possibility and a sense of opportunity and optimism... Um, it's, it, it changes you and it changes everybody that you're around and everybody that loves mm-hmm. you and everybody that's in contact with you. And I appreciate you sharing that story because, you know, not everybody has somebody in their life who's gone through something so massive like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that the only way we can learn is by sharing and listening and by experiencing and trying and failing. And, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. The failing part, that was, um, that was something that I'd rather, I, I, I'd rather fail. I'd rather fail. And, you know, at least I, if I tried, that made me happy. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're in this moment where we're becoming, a, I'm not gonna say normalizing, but we are becoming accustomed to the, the new situation we're making, we're starting, people are starting to make plans again for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even though we're still in a very uncertain time, particularly with, uh, as it relates to COVID, childcare, work, things like that. I'm curious what you are planning for the future, what, what we can anticipate uh, experiencing from you, with you. Um, are there any, are you really living day to day or are you in a dreaming state again? I, I'm definitely in a, always, uh, both, I think, both, because, you know, with kids, (laughs) 
with kids, you kind of have to roll, roll along with them and their emotions. But in a bigger picture, funny enough, we were just talking about saving when Europe finally opens up for us. <laughs> <laughs> when we don't have that big X on our forehead. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I feel like that's a really good goal. I mean, we have a few things that I was like camping is one that we were looking at, just getting in touch more with nature. But the bigger picture, I'm hoping, I don't know, do more of these classes because it's been so, it's been so incredible and um painting more and trying to just figure out what what I can what we can do for our kids just to feel like they're kids and just have fun and just enjoy because I know that this is such a man I mean my hope is looking back right a few years and then they see the photos with the masks and and all that stuff that we did that we we figured it out and still made it magical in a way. Um, so I'm I'm hoping for show. I'm still not you know I'm not hopeless about a show. I definitely feel like that's gonna happen you know in the future. Um, but just to figure other opportunities out, just to see what comes. I don't know. I'm yeah. just I like I'm excited for it. I guess I know that sounds with the current situation, but I'm excited for what's to come because I feel like there's this energy. You know, there's an, there's this really intense energy that people want things to change. Um, they want to care about other people, and that empathy and that grit is all like coming together in this massive movement that I feel is so empowering for everybody. And I'm seeing this environment that I'm more comfortable with my where my girls grow up because a lot more people are not, you know, and are fearless about their opinions about um, race and just being empathetic and just being you know accept accept accepting of people so mm-hmm. i know yeah <laughs> leave it to a pandemic you know yeah sometimes it um, takes you know you got to hit rock bottom and our society oh, yeah. had to hit rock bottom absolutely yeah yeah so where can people find you you're doing you take commissions for incredible fine art i'm saving my money <laughs> currently um <laughs> Uh, you are teaching art classes for children. I am. You teach yeah. dance classes through Hipline. I do. Where, which I'm like so into, and I love your classes, <laughs> and they're on my calendar, um, and I try to make it every time. Um, what? Where is the best place for people to find you? Is it Instagram? I think Instagram is probably my most active. Um, it's underscore Heirana, H-E-Y-R-A-N-A. And um, I also have a website, uh, uh, Um But yeah, usually Instagram is probably where people find me, which is, oh gosh, I cannot, I, I, most of my commissions come through Instagram, honestly. It's like my living portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so a great tool. It's a great tool for connection, for marketing, for sharing, for relationships, all that stuff. And I I will also add um, for folks who are interested in hearing more of Deb's, um, uh, the story of her overcoming and moving through her tumor diagnosis, um, you can read about that on Mother Mag. Um, Can people just search Dev Hirana and it'll Mm -hmm. pop up? 
it'll pop up. Yeah, it should pop up. Yeah, yeah. it's a. I highly recommend it. It's a super um, transparent, open, moving read. I know, Dev, it took you a really long time to get up the courage to share it, and I'm grateful that you did. Um, it's a great read. And Dev, thank you so much for making time and sharing with me. And um, I just can't wait till next week when I get to dance with you again. Thank you. Me too. Me too, always. This has been such a highlight. You've been listening to Going Legit. I hope you're walking away with a new idea, a new perspective, or perhaps a new sense of what might be possible. If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you can apply at goinglegit.co. You can also go there for resources, tools, and some workshops that are available on demand. This episode was produced by me, Rachel Dorsey. It's executive produced by Bone and Gold. Edited by Chelsea DeCuba with original music by Taylor Joshua Rankin. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. And please, please, please share it with your friends. I'm Rachel Dorsey. Thank you for listening.